0: The rewards with any commission based job career is the sky is the limit. The unlimited income potential. Absolutely unlimited, as long as you're patient. But if you bust your butt and you put in the time and the effort, you will, I would be willing to say, inevitably hit a level of success that you probably weren't expecting. Certainly, far greater than if you were working a nine to five job elsewhere. But you have to get through all the stuff we just talked about. If you can get through all of that and be persistent, you'll be laughing.
1: All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 172 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel Cremendi. He's Adrian Trott. Today is kind of. Challenges. Hard. Kind of a, rewards, kind of part two of episode 171. Uh, challenges and rewards of being a realtor. That's right. So, for those of you that are currently a realtor or you're taking your contemplating. courses, you're contemplating yes. it's something you thought about. Um, We're just going to wing it today and talk about some of the challenges and the rewards. So, you know, we've had our own experiences obviously over the past 10 years, but we've also seen and lived the experiences of others on our team. So those that have been uh, realtors for, well, I guess our, Most tenured realtor uh, in terms of being licensed is about eight or nine, eight years, eight years licensed. And we have a realtor that's currently taking her courses to be licensed and then anything in between. So we've seen everything, we've heard everything. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the challenges and the rewards, and there's lots of both. To say the least. Yes.
0: Well, the one thing I find um, a lot of people are hesitant to do, and this is just a sales, generic sales point uh, or commission-based income, is people are afraid of not having the certainty of a guaranteed income. Um, They'd prefer to have the hourly rate, or the salary that they know that at the end of every week or every two weeks or whatever, they're getting X amount of dollars.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, in any commission-based, strictly commission-based um, position, job, whatever you want to title it, you rely on hey, you're relying on yourself to sell something. Um, And if you don't get a paycheck that week, that month, several months in in a row, uh, it can really play a burden on um, your your household. You know, uh, financial stresses are probably one of the top reasons that people get divorced. So... Um, you know, can you imagine if you've had a career where you're paid biweekly, consistently, and then all of a sudden you're now in a job where, when you're new, you might not get a a, a paycheck for who knows six to eight well, months a year. It's funny because even at the level we're at now, I still
0: have, <laughs> I still occasionally like, okay, where's the next transaction coming from? where you know how do i get the next paycheck it's always on my mind i mean i'm i it's just the way my mind works but
1: so you know we start now by talking about the inconsistencies of income so we'll we'll let's go through the challenges first get those out of the way the challenges of being a realtor and then we'll talk about some of the rewards cuz i think the rewards do outweigh the challenges um If you're up for the challenge. So, first challenge financial. The financial challenge is not only not receiving a consistent paycheck, it's that you are now operating a business that's going to require cash flow. So, if you are new ish or your business is not consistent yet, and even when it is, to your point, even when business is consistent, It has its peaks and valleys like one one month you might make significantly more than the next, even though, you know, it it balances out. You have to be a very good um, you have to have very good financial discipline, right? It's like, you know, we we've heard stories of athletes that uh, get huge contracts and then they go on these big spending sprees and buy these fancy cars and they're drinking uh, bottles at the club and going gambling and all this. And then they're, they're claiming bankruptcy five years later. Right. Well,
0: Shaq is a big, uh, he, he talks about that all the time when he got his first big million dollar paycheck, he went and spent more than a million dollars in a few days, not taking into consideration taxes and all of that sort of stuff. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, he turned out, okay. The guy's worth about a half a billion dollars. So yeah, he's
0: not, not doing too bad.
1: um, so i mean and again the other part of that that financial challenge is you will have expenses and costs associated with trying to get that next commission check right so um not only is money not coming in it's also bleeding out so every month that you or every week whatever every day that you don't have money coming in it's still going out and whether you're a solo agent or a team or, or you have employees or you don't, if even if you're just on your own as an individual uh, realtor with a brokerage, you still have a lot of expenses. So that's certainly um, a challenge. And it's a lot about discipline. Also a lot about planning and patience and you and if you have a spouse, um, you both have to be on the same page. Otherwise, it could turn a little ugly at times. Yeah. Well, the other thing is there are, I just checked stat, and
0: there's 82,000 approximately, 82,000 real estate agents in Ontario.
1: Oh, that's so an old see. stat, man. It's almost 100,000 now. No, that's that's as of end of last year, 82,000.
0: I mean, 82,000 is almost 100,000. <laughs> that's your okay. 18,000 off. But uh, so 82,000 to 100,000, somewhere in the middle. That's right. your competition. Another interesting fact that's a bit unrelated, but good to know, is almost half of those agents are over 50 years old, which I thought it was interesting. Yeah.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Well, because you have these 80-year-olds that do one, two, three deals a year because they have a database of clients that are maybe even more, they do a dozen deals a year while they're sitting at their cottage retired, but they do, you know, they virtually do no work otherwise because they're they've established themselves that way over the course of the previous 50 years of their life building their business. So they're still licensed, but you not see, particularly
1: I, active. I see that as a reward in the business, but also a challenge in the sense that, as a realtor, you, never, you don't you never have get a break. You don't have you don't have a pension. First of all, no. yeah, right. You ben, don't benefits. have benefits. You don't have benefits, and you don't have a pension. Well, um, let's just say though, but who has
0: pensions nowadays? There's not many companies providing them. I don't believe. I mean, I'm just
1: speculating. I, I can't speak to that. I don't know. Um, I don't think when we'll, I mean, you know, being 40 years old ish, um, you're, you're turning 40 in less than a month. Yeah. Um, I don't think that when we retire, which I don't think, either of us will ever quote unquote retire, we'll probably be one of those 80 year olds doing a dozen deals a year. Uh, Dude, um, I don't think so. As our pension, you don't think so don't we'll be know. doing two dozen. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, we'll see as, as things change. I
1: have no idea. Um. So the challenge is you, you certainly don't have that. Um longevity of being able to say I'm out and still have money coming in unless you're in. So if you hold your license and you do do whatever, a dozen deals a year, one deal a year, um, like let's face it, one, one or two deals a year as a, as a retired person, that can help pay for, for your vacationing or it can help pay for a lot of extra costs that you might have associated with living at that age. Um, but you're certainly not going to be out prospecting for new clients. And the average, uh, consumer is not out there looking for an 80 year old realtor that probably isn't up to snuff on everything that's current. Um,
0: so there's also the whole, um, there are some people that just like the familiarity and the comfort of working with someone they've worked with for such a long time.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, a lot of our business is with 30 and 40 up to like, we don't do a lot of business with retired people. I mean, we, we do some deals with, with retired people and they seem to like us and we have Steve Brooman on our team who is a, an accredited senior agent. Um, But They're also very forward thinking people too. Right. Right. But if, If you did, like, let's just give an example. If I did a deal with my best friend, Steve, uh, and, you know, I've got a few Steves in my life, but let's say, you know, one of my Steve friends. It's a safe
0: name to choose then because you classified them as your best friend. So now no one will know.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, 30 years from now, if Steve needs to sell his house and move into a condo, and I'm still licensed, he'll hopefully and possibly pick up the phone and and call me, versus having to deal with somebody new. So I understand that. I totally get that part of it. Okay, let's move on from uh, sadness. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that that that's the
0: challenge there. The point with nobody that wants to that get old. Come on. You've got. Um, copious amounts of competition and uh, how do you stand out? How do you get the business? That's your first challenge.
1: Yeah. Where, where's my business going to come from? And it's, I don't know. You see, I think it is, it's like this double whammy of, I think it's easier to get business now. And I think it's harder to get business now. In some aspects, it's easier because of social media, because of the online world. You can get in front of a lot of people very quickly. Whereas 10, 20 years ago, you you really couldn't get in front and have conversations uh, with many people very quickly. Now you can join some Facebook groups and start having conversations right away if you want. Um, It's more challenging because every other realtor is doing that too so you're you're now all fighting for that same business that even though it's accessible you're you're just putting your your hat in the ring so to speak yeah
0: but it's it was the same i I imagine you know, before we got into the business, it, people were definitely far more niche kind of geographically. They'd focus on a smaller area because they didn't have the means to connect with people that were outside of that area as efficiently. Uh, whereas now you see realtors that are expanding their coverage area that they cover uh, because they can more easily connect with people outside of their yep. neighborhood. Whereas before it was like, okay, I'm going to become, I'm going to, Network with the kids on or the parents on my kids' soccer team, and I'm gonna go and be on the parent teacher association and things like that, which I still think is are all good things, yes, but the same competition existed then to a degree where other real estate agents were at the same event socializing, so it was a matter of who was the that's a good point was, you know the most social um person or who was able to connect with people on a on that um closer, more intimate level, whatever, to build their confidence and trust.
1: Yeah. Yep. Valid points. Um, so having brought on new realtors to our team over the past number of years now, the one thing that stands out as a challenge to me that seems to be consistent is And it's a bit different on our team because we've got the processes, procedures, and all that, that our realtors kind of just blend into and are trained to do. But if you're an individual agent and even those that are joining teams as a realtor, you have to wear so many different hats. You have to be a marketer. You have to be a, journalist you have to be a salesperson um you have to be an interior designer you have to be a social media guru um you have to be an english teacher like i mean there are so many um, or you hire
0: people to do that stuff
1: or and which goes well, back to well, your first point well,
0: that, of cost
1: but also that could be a challenge because a lot of people do not know how to hire people. If you have not hired anybody in your life, if that was not part of your role in your previous career, uh that and you know it it was my role, so I'm very familiar with that. But not a lot of people that like if you're an accountant and you decide you're going to be a realtor and all of a sudden you have to hire Maybe a stager, a photographer, a, an assistant, a cleaner, an interior designer, uh, even a painter and all these different people that come together to make a successful um, business in real estate. If you have to, you have to hire other realtors for your team, whatever, um, that can be a daunting task for a lot of people. A, they don't know where to look for people or how to vet them and how to make sure that they're going to do a good job and they're a good fit. And that's why there are so many teams and brokerages that have a huge turnover. They hire people and they don't work out. And then they just hire somebody else, try them and keep trying people until somebody sticks. Yeah. And that is not a good recipe. I would say one of the, biggest challenges. Are you done with that point? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's, we're having an open, open discussion. I mean, this is the, this is the kind of stuff that I think people don't know, don't understand or like to hear the feedback from people that have been through it. So that's, that's what this fucking podcast is all about, man. Well, I, I think it's interesting
0: to hear, or it would be interesting to to hear where people come from getting into the business because I'd say one of the biggest challenges people will have if they expect to attain any degree of success, uh, which is subjective, but um, is most. A lot of people coming into the industry are probably coming from structured jobs, salary jobs, hour you know, set hours when they end their day, they go home and they can relax here. You're always on really, you need to be, more especially in the beginning, more or less, at your client's beck and call, you have to be constantly reading, breathing, living real estate. and you're just always on. It's very hard to shut it off.
1: and you have to be and always
0: accessible, always accessible, absolutely. And I remember you know over the years, I've become a little bit um better at managing my time and and scheduling. But in the beginning, I was, I would leave, I would stop making dinner to go accommodate a client and stuff like that, you know, and it probably wasn't necessary at times, but, um, sometimes it was, and sometimes you just aren't home. And if you've got kids or a spouse or whatever, it's, it can, you know, that's really big, probably the biggest obstacle I would say is to have a supportive spouse. If you have a spouse, because it's very time consuming.
1: Well, uh, I won't mention any names, but there is a realtor on our team who is finding that challenge with their spouse at this very moment yeah. because the spouse was not used to that person not being around, or like it changes the dynamics of the household. It can one hundred percent? Like you can literally be. In the middle of cooking dinner and have no choice but to stop and do something work related. It's happened yeah. to me. Um, you can plan to take the family out for dinner and bail last minute because all of a sudden there's an offer presentation that you need to be a part of yeah
0: so there are some things that can wait like responding to texts and emails and phone calls sometimes although well, that, I'm bad at that
1: but those I, listen, things are even the texts and emails right mm-hmm. like i'll i'll tell you i've become much better at dividing my time into personal space or shutting my phone down at times and i literally shut my phone down Like my phone is gone. It's tucked away. I shut it off. I know you don't do this, but it's the only way that I won't be somewhat um, encouraged or convinced myself to check a text, check an email. And it's funny because a couple of Saturdays ago, I sent uh, an early morning message to the team as soon as I woke up, which was at like four 30 in the morning on a Saturday, Saturday, Saturday is usually my quote unquote day off where I try and spend some time with the family and relax and it's hockey night and all that stuff. So, um, but I sent a text early morning to, the whole team in our group message and said uh, hey guys i'm i'm taking the day off and shutting my phone down now that's the one time i've actually said it and didn't do it oh you didn't i didn't and steve chiquetto well, I, I wanted to make every, everybody think that. So I wasn't getting any calls or messages and yeah. I updated my voicemail. I updated my email with out of offices. So anybody calling or contacting me would be directed to you or somebody else on the team. Um, so I knew, you know, that business was going to be covered. And, but Steve Chiquetto sent me a message at like 11 AM and he says, I know you didn't shut your phone off. And, and that, and, and that early morning message got my spidey senses up. What's going on? And, (laughs) uh, and of course I read the text, I read the text, right? So, so even though, you know, I've known now Steve for years and he's been uh, a client for years and he's been on our, our team for a long time now. And he's one of our top agents. um, I, I checked the text, so I'm working. Right, like that, to me now. All of a sudden, my work brain is is on because I'm responding to a work related message, and um, and that's what the challenge is for a lot of people: is having that downtime. You don't have downtime, even if you think you have downtime, right? Just to just to to shut your brain off. If you're like me, and you know, once a I I really glue myself to the TV once a week, and that's Saturday nights for for hockey night, and that's my three hour window where I'll grab a snack or, or eat dinner a little bit later. I'll sit down in front of the big screen TV, watch my hockey game, and I tune the rest of the world kind of out. However, during commercial breaks or intermissions or halftimes or whatever, picking up your phone, I'm picking up my phone. Maybe I'm even posting something on social or checking email, checking text, and it is on. Un- Believably inevitable how often I have to respond, or let me correct myself don't necessarily have to, but end up responding to work related messages via text or DM. Like now on social. Yeah. Okay. Let's face it on social, if you're doing a good job between Instagram and Facebook alone, at any given point, you will have comments. It's really important to respond to those comments. You will have comments or DMS that you either have to, or want to respond to. When do you yeah. think you're going to be doing that? Well, <laughs> let me break it to you. It's in your downtime. So. Uh, that's as soon as, definitely a s- challenge. As soon as you do that. um
0: you might as well have not taken the day off for me anyways. I feel that right. way. And it's like, yep. it's like, yep. I've, I've been trying to take
1: you're fooling take it yourself easy on
0: weekends, but you get one appointment midday and it I don't want to say ruins your day because it's not ruining the day, but it, it, it shifts your focus. Your mindset is completely different. It's not a day off period. The time, even though you may only work for three hours, the rest of the time you're still on, your yep. mind is still on. Sure. Um
1: it's hard to unwind. That's why very real, hard to unwind. That's why real estate agents drink so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. Most of the it's realtors true. that I know, they're they're drinking a couple of glasses a, a night or a bottle or a couple of bottles. <laughs> you know, like uh you if if you want here's a here's a tip for those of you that know realtors and are not one or don't want to become one. If you ever want to have a nice meal and go out for a few drinks, just ask somebody that you know that happens to be a realtor, because you are for sure in for a yes answer uh, yeah. to to have a few beverages. But yeah, it's it's true. Like that's it, it's so hard to unwind with always being on. Now, it depends your your type, your personality, because for me and for you, I know you are similar in that aspect. We enjoy what we do and things like getting comments or DMS on Insta as an example, we're excited for those, you know, somebody uh, comments on our podcast or we get a review on Google we're like yes. oh this is awesome and and we're yeah. responding and 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 it's almost like that's second nature right like it's it's like wiping your butt you just automatically feel like it's part of your day it's a great uh, analogy <laughs> sorry i don't know that's what that's what you i could think. have
0: said like putting on your socks
1: <laughs> brushing your teeth is that brushing better brushing your that's, teeth that's probably, yes, that's
0: probably much better
1: <laughs> sorry about the Butt wiping analogy,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so that's. I mean, there, there's two components to that as far as challenges. One is uh, learning how to one whether or not you can handle that because that can cause a lot of stress on somebody if they're not if they're not able to handle always being on or learning how to uh, actually shut down uh, at times so you do have time to regenerate and relax. And then the other aspect of it is. If there's other people in your life, be it a spouse, whatever, um, having the support from them and understanding and those discussions in early on in the process so that they understand that um, they w- you will need their support to help out in the event that you're working late into the evening or have unexpected appointments arise or have to go sit in your room and prepare documents for an unexpected offer that, that comes up. Happens all the time. Very much so. So that's, I'd say that's really important. So we talked
1: about we talked about financial challenges a little bit. We talk now about that life lifestyle work balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's talk about one more before we move on to the rewards. And for me, you kind of touched on it, but it's it revolves around where's my business going to come from? How am I going to attain? How am I going to acquire a new customer? Because I think a lot of realtors think that, especially going into the business, especially in the early days of being licensed, business isn't getting thrown at you. People aren't calling you automatically saying, hey, come and list my house for sale. Uh, The people that you know, like your sphere of influence, your family, your friends, they're not hiring you yet because least they, likely to. They're probably the least likely to. They want you to prove yourself first. Um, and it's probably best you don't practice on on your family and friends. Cause in the beginning, the you sake are of the pra- relationship. Yeah. Yeah, you are practicing a little bit. You're not a pro yet. Just because you went through those courses doesn't mean you know everything. You actually don't know anything because what you're trained is kind of by the book stuff and you haven't learned the blue collar in the street stuff yet. Um, But the client acquisition, right? Like where where am I going to find these clients? How am I going to get a new client? What is it going to cost me to attain that client? Um, That's a huge variable in, in this component of being a realtor that is a question mark, and it might be different for everybody else. So my biggest advice is we've talked in the past about shaking hands and kissing babies. The more people you meet, the more that you put yourself out there, right? And different, you, you get out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing and able to, Put yourself out there and be exposed to the world. We talked about introverts and extroverts bef- before, and how that might, you know, we kind of debated on that a little bit. And you know, it doesn't really matter what your personality; trait it just changes is. the way that you network, right? But so you, you have you to, to figure what out what comfort, comfort level is. And is. What, exactly, yeah. where do you
0: where do you feel in the zone? Where do you feel? It's funny because back in our car business days, I would, I would, those two scenarios. If I go to a party, uh, I don't generally feel, I feel very awkward approaching people to introduce myself. But put myself back in the car business when we were selling, you know, sitting at our desk, somebody walks in. That was I was in the zone. If somebody walks in, I could walk right up to them and feel super confident and comfortable approaching them, introducing myself and just taking them through the whole process. But put me in an environment where I'm not comfortable and it's very difficult and unsettling. So you got to figure out what works for you.
1: Well, it's a good point because if you have a retail location, people are coming to you wanting your help. Right now you have to source people and ask them if you can help them yeah and it's a little bit of a different um different scenario in that in that aspect and it makes people uncomfortable on both sides of the equation the realtor can be uncomfortable the person you're trying to acquire as a client can be uncomfortable i think that's one thing that social media has um
0: bridged a little bit is and people are still a little bit uncomfortable posting things sometimes on social, perhaps videos of themselves. But there are ways now that you can use social uh, if you are st- structured and that social. way. You, if you, you can you, use you social
1: can, if you're on social. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there there are avenues to do that. And that's one for somebody who may not be. As comfortable getting out knocking on doors. But I think that the key is you have to pick one or two things or three things or whatever and just do it consistently and be persistent and don't give up because you likely won't get a result from any of them for a very extended period of time. Perhaps even
1: a year. Yeah. Longer. Yeah. Longer. And that's that's where a lot of people in business fail, not just realtors, like a lot of what we're talking about can be applied to a lot of businesses for sure. Um, you know, as a realtor, you are self-employed, you are now starting a business. You need to think that way. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, very successful people in life now, like we're fans of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Uh, one of the things that he talks about is how, his YouTube videos for wine library in the beginning were crap. He got this little point and shoot camera, set it up and his first video didn't get any traction for years. And he did consistent videos. I don't know if they were daily or whatever, but many, 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 many videos for years before anybody started paying attention to it. And, um, and obviously now he's huge and has millions and millions of, subscribers and followers but um you got to you got to put your head down and and keep at it keep consistent so it doesn't matter what you do um but yeah you're putting yourself out there and you have to you know the more people that know your name and know your face regardless of how it is and how you're doing it is increasing your chance of people talking to you about your industry and the more people that do that the more chances you're going to get uh, your phone ringing in some fashion. That's that's what it boils
0: down to is getting out of obscurity, making sure people know who you are, getting in front of as many people as you can. And it's just strictly a numbers game. The more people you know, more people that know you. And even like do.
1: this podcast is a great example we had 200 episodes of our KT quick tips uh, playlist on YouTube and now we're 170, whatever episodes, what is this? 172. Uh, (laughs) By the way, 172 episode 172 of KT confidential, the real estate podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And leave us a comment. So those of you that are realtors or aspiring realtors, leave a comment. Make sure you watch episode 171. It was kind of the precursor of this. Uh, it'll tie in together. Maybe we'll do a next episode. We'll wrap something up for, for those of you. So this will be three parts. I'm, I'm making that decision right now. Um, okay, right, screw let's, it. Let's jump That's into enough. the rewards. Let's, let's jump get into, into the, the rewards. rewards. Okay. What, I mean, Maybe, the rewards with... The
0: rewards with any commission-based job career is the sky is the limit. The
1: unlimited income potential,
0: absolutely unlimited. Um, If you bust your butt, the as long as you're patient. But if you bust your butt and you put in the time and the effort, you will. I would be willing to say inevitably hit a level of success that you probably weren't expecting. Um, Certainly far greater than if you were working a nine to five job elsewhere, but you have to get through all the stuff we just talked about. If you can get through all of that and be persistent, you'll be laughing
1: there are many be, realtors You'll busy but you'll be laughing there are many realtors that make more money than doctors dentists and some athletes professional athletes so mm-hmm. uh, the potential is there now the number of those realtors as a percentage in a given trade area or a province or the country is quite small um, because not everybody is going to achieve that success like if you tell somebody you're a realtor, the first thing that goes into most people's minds is that, oh, you probably make a pretty good amount of money because the market is really hot and the price of homes are very high. Um, and you make X percentage on every sale. So you must you must be doing real well. And you sold 10 homes this year? Wow, you must be raking it in. Uh, no, it doesn't happen that way and uh but the potential is there. Um, yes, you have a lot of expenses, but yes, you can earn a very comfortable uh life and And the thing that to me is a reward is it can provide for you as much or as little as you desire. so if you desire, if your goal is to make an extra $3,000 a month or to make three, I won't say extra, because again, we'll go back to this part-time full-time discussion we had in the last one. Don't want to do that. But if your goal is to make three grand a month, you can do it. If your goal is to make 300 grand a month, you can do it and anything in between. Um, yeah. Financial I'm, rewards. Yes. And yeah. And you are self-employed. You are a business. You will have a business number. You will have a yes. tax number. You I have wouldn't de- classify
0: that as a as a reward, though. What? I mean, depending. Well, the whole uh, well, I don't know where you were going with that, but from my just one thing, I think uh, people may have a misconception of when you you don't you don't have a boss, right? Where you know you don't have someone you report to, but it's quite the contrary. You'll be reporting to every client. So you you have you have far more people that you have to, um, I don't say report to, but you're responsible for living up to certain expectations and taking care of them. So that, um,
1: that I was more talking from a taxation category. perspective. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah definitely you, some perks to taxes. You can deduct your vehicle because I guarantee you most of your driving will be for business. Uh, you can deduct uh, a portion of your home because you're going to be working from home. You might even have clients coming into your home to to talk business or they're, you're inviting them for dinner to to network or whatever. Um, all of your... Maybe take them out on your boat office, supplies, of boat. office supplies, office expenses. Um, lots of things that are tax deductible as a realtor. So that's a nice... Nice perk. Um, so financially, that that's what I think a lot of people get into the business for is I have an opportunity to make a lot of money. Right? Let's face it. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, the second thing is I believe a lot of people get into the business for flexibility in life. Right? Yeah. 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 Now, so even to, to so that you point, go back to the challenges and you can debate yeah. that.
0: No, you do like definitely you you you're always on, you're working a lot, but there is flexibility in the sense that you know you if you want to take a break midday to go to the golf course or want to yep. take an extended lunch, you in can fact, do golf that. Is, golf is a
1: great way to network and potentially meet new potential clients absolutely but but as uh, an example if you want to leave right now after this podcast is done you say fuck it i'm going to skip out and i'm going to go and have a nice lunch by myself and read a book for a half an hour you can do that
0: well i have an appointment in 11 minutes so i can't
1: oh well then we better hurry up (laughs) and wrap up these rewards but uh yes so absolutely
0: you work more but you have more flexibility you can move things around you can take breaks midday whatever As long as you're putting in the time elsewhere and busting your butt, you'll do well
1: and you'll enjoy it. If I don't know if this is a reward, but, um, if you're doing really well, you become known in your community. And if you're giving back to your community and I never thought about it. And actually to this point, I, I didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. But when that happens you automatically start to meet people right like i can be walking down the street with my dog and randomly somebody will say oh hey ariel nice to meet you my name is my name is joe i listen to your podcast or whatever and you have a conversation that person could lead into being a client but more importantly i find out that joe is a local dentist and you know it happens that i need a a cavity filled or whatever. And, and you, and, and you're you networking, you're part of the community. And, um, that's why realtors are always seen in the community and giving back uh, a lot of times to, uh, community events or special sure. uh, well, causes. Back to just becoming more, uh,
0: prevalent and known in your community, the more people you connect with, the better you'll do.
1: Okay. Since you're, uh, You've got an appointment scheduled. Any other rewards that you want to talk about? So we talked financial, talk a little bit about uh having that little bit more flexibility. Um what else? I would say so. The only other thing I can
0: think of off the top of my head is that with um with a let's say compared to a traditional nine to five salaried job where your effort is continuous throughout your lifetime until retirement, with a career where you are building a business, um, it would be reasonable to assume that as you establish that business, if you've structured it properly and built a strong foundation and had proper processes and people, that unless you were just never satisfied and always wanted to improve and grow, it could become easier as you go. So as yeah. we're saying, yeah, you've got these retired agents who have been in the business for decades. Oh, forget about the
1: retired agents, agents that have been in the business 10 years, as an example, sure. like we have Their
0: phones, they're going to get a deal a month with doing little to nothing because people know them. They've built that database of clients. So they've got the, the time.
1: They've got the experience, the professionalism, whatever. Yes. Well, when we were in the car on the way home from dinner last night. Right. I, I got an email from a past client that I sold their home six, seven years ago. And it was basically a message that said, uh, Hey, when can we chat about selling my house?
0: Right. Um, so that's, that's one of the rewards. If you put in the time up front, it gets easier at the tail end of it or not even the tail end. However in the
1: process <laughs>
0: <laughs> at some
1: point it gets right. better. I promise. Right. It does. And it, it You put the hard work in and it'll pay off. Uh, Thank you for listening to episode 172 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Leave your comments. We will respond. If you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, uh, we will do that as well. In episode 173, we're going to wrap up our discussion about being a realtor. Um, I'm not really sure what else is left to be said. I've got some tips that I'm going to talk about and we'll figure out what it is, but it'll be good stuff. I can assure you that. that. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Y'all have a great day. See you pal. Good luck in your appointment. Thank you. Bye-bye.